Hello and welcome to episode 66, Bloodbath at the House of Death from 1984. Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee podcast. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast, but we're doing a few more episodes at the moment because we're all stuck indoors. Hello, I am your host, Hugh Lloyd, as always. And just a quick message, guys. Remember to wash your hands, stay indoors unless you absolutely need to go out, and keep safe out there. Okay, before I introduce my incredible guest, let's check out the trailer for Bloodbath. At the House of Death from 1984. This is the road to Headstone Manor. We'll keep an eye out. We'll see another sign. A lonely road to a place where nothing seems to happen. We're looking for a place called Headstone Manor. I don't un. un <clears throat> oh, I'm terribly sorry. I. Most. Awfully sorry. Now there's a new name for Headstone Manor, and a terrifying nightmare is about to begin. Tonight's the night for taking a bath, a bloodbath at the House of Death. I'd like to report a dead body. Yes, sir. Hanging upside down from a tree, is she? I feel that we can put an end once and for all to the suspicious rumors and the mumbo-jumbo that exists concerning this old house. Stay away from the house of death. <laughs> there were 18 people murdered. Two were struck by lightning. One hanged. Four people skewered in a bed. And six in the freezer. What? Join our team at the house of death. You'll meet with a few surprises. There's definitely something going on here. <laughs> well spotted, Lucas. We dare you to spend a night at the House of Death. Dinner's almost ready. I'll see you downstairs. You won't be alone. Someone or something doesn't want us in this house. Kenny Everett. It's my... Pamela Stevenson and Vincent Price. I don't believe it. 700 years undead and now this. Oh my God! This is the House of Death! Bloodbath at the House of Death. It took a lot of guts to make this movie. And I am joined by my very, very good friend, whose timing is impeccable, given the kind of last sort of 50 <laughs> minutes that I've had. Um, the one, the only, Mr. Peter Nielsen. How the devil are you, sir? I'm doing fairly okay, actually. Uh, but but unlike anyone else, I'm not on lockdown. So <laughs> I, I go to work every day. Well, yeah. And I'm bored as all get up, because there's not much actually happening because everything else is kind of uh, closed down more or less so uh i just kind of sit around and 
Yeah, drink coffee and 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 it's gotten to the point where you have so much downtown. So when the phone actually rings, it's a distraction that you don't want. So uh, yes. yes. So yeah, but uh, but apart from that, uh, uh, considering the movie we're covering today, one we've actually teased for yes. a fairly long time. Yes, it, it has. The time yeah. is finally here. It is. Uh, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this one. Yeah. <laughs> to quote the Rocky Horror Show, I see you shiver with anticipation. <laughs> oh, you should let it hung for the next just, episode we record. Yes. Patient. Just an hour and a half of <laughs> just silence. I think, actually, uh, this goes back a couple of years. There was uh, a Twitter account somewhere, I don't remember what it was, that kind of was into the, the Rocky Horror uh, show, and it started with, uh, it actually said, uh, I see you shiver with anticip, And then <laughs> nothing for several years. <laughs> until it, I, on, on, a, on a, I don't know, anniversary of such or something, or on, on a date that was, I'm not sure. It just, one tweet, patient, and then nothing else. <laughs> now that in itself is patience. To be able yes, to do it that. is. I may be, yeah. like I said, I could, couldn't could just go through. It's like, the you know, I could just about manage, what, five seconds then? It's the, mm. you know, the same when I'm teaching, mind you. I ask the kids a question, then before I know it, in the silence, I'm answering it for them. Yes. I'm sure it's a so, skill that they've developed over the years, mind you, so that they don't have to do any work. Isn't that actually on the, the list we have? Uh, yes, it is. It is. Hang on. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm sure it is. Yes. If it's not, it should be. Well, it is now. It is, yes. <laughs> Along with The Phantom of Paradise. Great film. Great, yep. great, great film. The movie we're covering today, however. Yes. Bloodbath <laughs> at the House of Death from 1984. Starring the one, the only, Kenny Everett. Hmm. Now, Kenny Everett, I always, growing up, I always felt that I was watching something that I shouldn't be watching, watching the Kenny Everett show. I think we all did. Because <laughs> he, the, the, his sort uh, of humor is fairly special, or it was. Y yes. And maybe not as accessible as a lot of other humor uh, I don't know. He he, he was special. He, Let's put it that way. He was, and you know, I and mean, he he dared to go places. Yes, he did. He regularly went to those places. Yeah. Let's save. Let's save the joke that got him fired from BBC Radio Two till a little later. Yeah. Let's tease it. <laughs> I will tell it, but let, let's tease it. <laughs> yes. Yes. But there's there are lines like. Roy Rogers, but yeah. doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and all done in the best possible taste. Yes. You know. So uh, yeah, yes. Kenny Everett is uh, sadly died too soon. He was only fifty years old yes, when he passed he away in ninety-five of, of AIDS. I mean, nineteen ninety-five. So. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. See, and again, I was talking about this on uh, when we covered hardware. I didn't. I totally forgot the hardware was from 1990, and it feels like when whenever somebody sort of mentions Kenny Everett, it feels like he. It was like 
a long it was so long ago but 1995 actually is it's not, it's, it's it's long ago but not that long ago no 95 no. well it is 25 years yeah. ago <laughs> i was 15 so uh yeah now how how would you describe the plot of this peter uh i have uh, uh, i just scribbled down a lot of notes on a piece of paper and i wrote down one word in the middle with an exclamation mark and i underlined it uh and i wrote silly <laughs> yes 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 and people say silly as if it's a bad thing silly is underrated and underappreciated yes because this is a this is a, a parody slash spoof of Hammer slasher yes. horror movies. Yes, absolutely. And you've got, like I said, you've got the slasher element in there. You've got a haunted house. You've got a satanic sort of devil rides outy kind of feel to it. <laughs> um, you've got, you know, you, you, you've got Vincent Price popping up in this, um, <laughs> which he kind of, to be fair to him, he, I'm so sorry. I just you piss off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the build up to all to that line is just it is it is yeah it's it's Vincent Price. Yes, absolutely. And you sort of there are times where he does look a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Uh, I'm I'm still confused. I I I still haven't quite worked out what I watched. <laughs> nah. I've watched this several times. So, However, uh, oh, we'll cover to that in a minute before we jump ahead. This was directed uh, by Ray Cameron. Uh, it was written by Ray Cameron and the late, great Barry Cryer. Yeah. Um, all, all alumni of uh, Kenny Everett video show yes. or television show and writers. Yeah. They were good friends with Kenny Everett for, yes. well, for all his life, basically. Yeah. Um, and, of course, stars um, Kenny Everett. He's got a fantastic, his character has a fantastic yeah, name. Lucas Mandeville. Yeah, and and wait, wait, what is his real name? Is uh, oh, hang on, what was it? Because he was, uh, oh, oh damn it, yes, um, yeah, because he tells that um, he, he, he tells he, the whole backstory yes. of him being ah, damn it, hang on, hang on, German surgeon yes, Ludwig, right. Ludwig Mannheim, yeah. Yes, that's right. Which and I love the fact that he gave his character a limp. Yes. In this, but and apparently you... he forgot. The, yes. The, the, the limp through all through. It's like they had to have. Uh, they put up notes that just said limp, and they had a guy kind of uh, gesturing to him, so he was he. And I don't, I don't understand how he could forget to do that limp because that limp is ridiculously. <laughs> overacted but then it what does that say that's going through kenny everett's head that he forgot yes. about the overacting limp and his uh, ridiculous artificial leg yes which is why he has this limp yes yes and uh, just the way he gets out of the car <laughs> and you all you see a foot sticking out and think how yes. how does that foot fit with the way he's sitting yes but i don't know it, it's it's kenny everett Indeed. And of course, like we said, it stars uh, Vincent Price, whose character doesn't really have a name except Sinister Man. Yes, but he is. He, and he is, yes. He is mm. very sinister in this. 
Um, and then you've got Pamela Stevenson. Yep. Uh, Married to... Um, and I completely lost his name now. Billy Connolly. Exactly. There you go. Married Billy Connolly. Kind of left act, well, left acting completely um, and became um, a psychologist. Pamela Stevenson? Yes, yes she did. Yes, 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 yes she, she did. Yeah. Became a psychologist. Um, yeah, he, she's been in a, I mean, uh, people remember not the nine o'clock news. Yes. I suppose. Yes. yes. And uh, in the episode of Tales of the Unexpected, she was, and then yeah. the professionals, remember that one? Oh, with uh, Bodie and Doyle. Exactly. Yes. Bodie and that, Doyle. Uh, the and slightly homoerotic uh, agents. They, there was a lot of man love. Yes. There was a lot of man love. And a, lot and a good of, show. Yes. And a lot of flirting. Yes. Nobody really picked up on until many years later. Yeah, exactly. It's still a good show. Yes. I like that one. And then you've got two really, really sort of um, two actors then who are known essentially for their for being sort of dramatic uh, and doing and particularly one of them doing lots of stage work. It, you know, you've got Gareth Hunt as Elliot Broom and then you've <laughs> got Don Warrington as Stephen Wilson. Yeah. Who's in? Have you seen the show, uh, uh, TV show, Death in Paradise? Yes. Yeah, he's yes. in that one. Yes. I like that show. Yes, it's it's a, good, a good show. It is a good show. It is a really, really good show. Um, and it's got John Fortune in it. Um, Sheila uh, Steffel, John Stephen Hill, uh, Cleo Rocco's, of course, pops up, who yeah. lots of people would remember uh, from pretty much everything that Kenny Everett did. Um, yeah, and a lot of the people in this, uh, you, you recognize them from a lot of other stuff, but you, you kind of sit thinking, hmm, now where did I see this person? It's because you've seen them here and there, and like you said, a lot of them with uh, with Kenny Everett. Yeah. And then you have Graham Stark as the blind man. Yeah. <laughs> Graham Stark is a person you'll remember playing a lot of different parts in the Pink Panther movies. That's right, he does, doesn't he? He pops up in yeah. lots of, Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he Peppy in The Return of the Pink Panther, and That's he plays right. August Balls in Revenge of the Pink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, The Pink Panther Strikes Again, yes. and A Shot in the Dark, which is a good Pink Panther movie. I love A Shot in the Dark, it's great. He is also in Hawk the Slayer. Yes. Not the greatest of movies, but I still love it anyway. It's a lot of fun, though. And he is the waiter in Victor Victoria. Yes. Yes, he is. He is, yes. Shit, that so, only just dawned on me. Yeah, yeah, he is. In the restaurant where she try, where they try to play it off with the with the cockroach and the salad. That's right. That's, that's right. That's him. Wow. I love Graham Stark. Yeah, he's a great character actor. He's good in this one. Too. He's when they first encounter him at the the pub where he's blind and he just smashes through people walking <laughs> without. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of that going on in this movie. It's um, it's not very subtle. No. No, no. And, you know, and I think right from the get-go um, in this one, it's not very subtle at all. Um, <laughs> where you get the opening, I suppose, massacre, really, don't you? Yeah, 18 um, people yes. dying um, in very inventive ways. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it is, uh, I love the way it's described as, a businessman's retreat. Yes. <laughs> Subtle. Yes. And particularly with what's going on there. Y- yes. 
Now, did you notice who played the police inspector at the start of this? Uh, yes, I did, but now I can't, from the love of me, remember. It was Barry uh, Cryer himself. You are completely right. Yes, it was. It was Barry Cryer yep, himself. Barry Cryer, police inspector, yeah. And the fact that the blood is dripping down on him. <laughs> yes, and he, he doesn't notice it at first. No. And I mean, it's, it's the typical... Uh, well, if you've ever seen a Hammer movie, Hammer horror movie, yeah. you will know this type of blood. It's thick, It's um, there's a lot of it, and it's very red. Yes, yes, yes. Kensington Gore. <laughs> Kensington Gore. Kensington Gore, okay. You know, this is, I mean, this film is... I mean, to say that it's got a linear kind of structure to it, it does to a certain point. And then I think, yes, I think it's, to a certain point. And I think towards the end, um, I think by the time that E.T. appears. Um, it, 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 the movie's kind of like my notes. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> it and is. Speaking of E.T., ah. do you know who the voice is? I did, and I only found this out through obviously doing, you know, doing my bit of homework from this because it was uncredited. It was British comedian Michael McIntyre. Yes, son of uh, um, of uh, see, I, I Ray Cameron, uh, yes. the, the director. Yes, but it's Michael McIntyre when he he was six or seven years old. Well, talk about your first break. You did, you know, you you were in Kenny Everett's one and only film. Yes. And you say, oh, shit, not again. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he uh, yeah, because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are aliens in this one. Yeah, yes. Along with satanic cults yeah. and 700-year-old priest, because that's basically the age Vincent Price's character is. Yes. And, and you got uh, horny poltergeists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, How would you describe that moment in this film, Peter? Uh, ghost sex. Um, I, I uh, well, it, I don't know. I, how, how would you describe it? It's it kind of uh, rips the clothing of Pamela Stevenson. Yes. Understandably so, I suppose. And throws her on the bed. Well, she throws herself on the bed and it kind of pins her down and makes uh, sweet, sweet love to her. (laughs) She she says no for a couple of minutes, but then, oh, well, this kind of... And she's very... She's very... uh, Polite about it. Oh, oh, this feels feels awfully nice. Yes. (laughs) And then they have the obligatory smoke afterwards. Yes. Now, I think it's fair to say that if this film was released in this day and age, um, I don't think it would go down particularly well with the PC crowd. Oh, oh no. No. Because there are sex toys and ghost sex and... and... Yes. Yes. It's it's a very... I mean, this was given an 18 release um, when it came out. When it came out. Um, it was in the UK um, and it's sort of it doesn't sort of like I said from the opening it you know exactly you know this you know it's not going to be subtle 
But it really, <laughs> really... There's nothing subtle about it. It really, really does not pull any punches at all. No. I mean, the the, the, the first... The, the, the massacre at the start, it basically ends with two people running out of the house and getting hit by lightning bolts. Yes. And... and and then you go to the where the police arrives, and there's they're picking up the pieces <laughs> of the people that yes. were hit by lightning, and it's there a bit a hand, and there are bits of, I suppose, body parts that looks like yeah. minced meat, and and so subtle it might not be a word that you connect with bloodbath at the house of death no i don't think that this is um i (laughs) i don't see how this film um i think it's a very very i'm trying to think the best way way i think there is a select few who would really enjoy this film yeah and you need we're two of them yes we are um and i think it's sort of it's every 10 year old boy's um dream i suppose to be involved <laughs> in something like this because it is like a it's like a very raunchy bloody gory uh carry on film i would have loved to have a part in this even though i was too young at the at the, that time but but i would have loved yes. to be able to say you know what remember the movie bloodbath of the house of death yeah i've heard of it i was in it even though if it's just a small part as an uncredited voice of E.T. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you think about sort of, you know, you look at Michael McIntyre's career, you know, he's done, you mm. know, he's the, the number of shows, you know, you look at his shows, you look at the fact he plays the London Palladium, right? You know, he's a huge comedian and his, and his start was he was E.T. Uh-huh. In <laughs> the, the only... Kenny Everett movie yes. ever made. Yes. Well, if well, if you don't count Kremen the movie, but that was an animated one. Yes, yes, absolutely. So absolutely. maybe before we before we go any further, yes. I think we need to address. I, I'm just going to read the INDB synopsis for this one. I don't think we got into that. No, just in no, case yeah, people no, okay. don't understand what this is. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see if we can make heads and tails of it. Six scientists, and I do that in quotation, (laughs) uh, arrive at the creepy Headstone Manor to investigate a strange phenomena which was the site of a mysterious massacre years earlier where 18 guests were were killed in one night. Yes. I think there's... What is... They're going to... It's radioactive, the place there. That's why they go there. Yeah, yeah. it's giving off like sort of some kind of cosmic radiation or something and it's yeah yeah and then they meet let's see it turns out that the house is the place of a satanic cult led by a sinister monk who plans to kill the scientists who are inhabiting the house of satan yes yes um the one thing that they've left out on there is also throw in satanic clones yes because that's where it gets really 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 odd (laughs) Because that makes no sense. No, no, they just they just kind of appear. Yeah, they they kill the original scientists and replace them with satanic monk clones. Yes, of course they do. And everyone everyone has that mark in their hand. Yes, and I mean 
everyone. <laughs> everyone in town, everyone at the pub, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Which makes no damn sense either, actually, no. when I no. think about it now. It's, it, it is insane. It is absolutely insane. Yeah, let's see. What else did I wrote? It's a ridiculous artificial leg. Ah, yes. Uh, the inventive kills. My favorite is this one. Hang on. Death by can opener. Yeah. <laughs> and the can opener is the kind where it, it's sat on the wall or a or cupboard yeah. or anything where you put the can and you kind of turn the handle around to open the can. Yes. That's the kind of can opener. And one woman gets beheaded with that. My absolute favorite kill. <laughs> in in many movies, actually. Yes. It is... Oh, God. How... how yeah, uh, people should uh, death by can opener. Yes, how do you how how how? how I mean, yeah, it just <laughs> it just doesn't make yeah okay, yeah yeah we're gonna go with that. We're yeah. gonna go we're gonna go with that. Okay, and I'll throw out another quote then, just to make it uh, the, the silent fart. Yeah. <laughs> another thing that makes no sense. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And I, I and I love the um, um, <laughs> you get the moment where you sort of see uh, the guy hanging upside down, and you get Vincent Price with the blowtorch. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's obviously also a clone or something. Yes, and it and, is. and and she asks why 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 he's burning it with a blowtorch, and it's just it's just for the hell of it. Yes, because he can. Yeah. <laughs> And and I'm I'm sorry for people listening to this. If it's hard to get a grip of this movie, it's because it's hard to get, to a, get grip a grip of this, of this movie. movie. Because like we said, there's no. It's up to a point. It's linear. Yeah. But that goes out the window fairly quickly. Yeah. Yes. It's I mean, it's basically a a bunch of notes on yeah. stuff happening. Yes, and essentially you get you know. I, there's gratuitous nudity at any opportunity, but very mm -hmm. much in that sort of um, British carry-on way postcard yes. humour. Yeah, um, it's 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 like a carry-on movie. Yes, it is. Like you said, you like you said earlier, set in a Hammer universe. <laughs> absolutely, and I mean this is just—it's an insane film. It is an absolutely insane film, and the fact that you get like two of the characters. Uh, you know, uh, Gareth Hunt and Don Warrington and the characters are clearly living together. Um, <laughs> yep. And the way that that is done, it's never done sort of exploitatively. No. It's, da it's done very, very naturally. It is. Yeah. And you don't pick up on it until about halfway through the film. No. And all of a sudden you notice the look, the looks they give each other and yes. the kind of the, the way they touch each other. And yes, all of a sudden you think, huh, okay. Didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> and there's lots of those moments in this film where you go, huh. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going down this route now, are we? Okay. Fair. Oh, yeah. Fair. Now, yeah and, and silly jokes like when, when the monks are walking through the forest 
and they kind of go, they chant, they're chanting. Yes. And all of a sudden they start singing and you said, just, you see the look on Vincent Price's character and he just turns around and they go quickly back to chanting. Again. Yes. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud at that. It, and, Good. But it's such a, it's such a silly joke. It's still such a silly gag, but it works it so well because the timing on it is yes. amazing. And, and that's I'm, what Kenny Everett was good. Absolutely. Uh, with the timing of jokes. Absolutely. He is just... Um, and he was able to take sort of... Because I suppose you could look at this from the point of view of sort of... It's a number of sort of set pieces or sketches sort of loosely held together. Um, mm-hmm. Very loosely that's a good held way of, together. Good way of, yeah, good way of putting it, actually. Um, with a number of sort of sketches and those kind of things thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, this does have, and this is just my humble opinion, one of the best Jaws gags I've ever seen. Where you get Pamela Stevenson's character is walking down the corridor and you hear the doodum, doodum, doodum. And she's getting closer to the door. And it's really well executed. The tension is built really well. And she opens the door and it's Kenny Everett sat in the toilet playing a cello. Yes. <laughs> and he's looking at, do you mind? Yeah, but it's the fact his trousers are around his ankles. I his know. <laughs> and I go back to the word I wrote in the middle of my paper here. Silly. Yes. Yes. But it, because if people have ever seen anything by Kenny Everett, even or the television show or the video shows. And uh, I watched a little bit like, uh, like I, I texted you the, the, what was this Monday? I yes. threw on and he, he's all over the place and all of his fantastic characters. Yes. Sid Snot and Gizzard Puke are two of my oh. favorites, but, but we have all oh, Cupid. Uh, what is her name? Uh, the bearded lady Cupid. Oh, uh, um, Oh, uh, oh, come on. What was it Cupid stunt. Yes. Yeah, Cupid stunt. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, a play with words. Huh? Uh, well, I, 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 I suppose it's more of a sledgehammer to words than it is a... Uh... Yes. And and his, and his French uh, creepy dude, Marcel yes. Wave. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who was, what uh, was the name it... of, the, of, of the, the preacher with the giant hands? Uh, uh, brotherly love. Yes brotherly love and uh, yeah and he used those hands for uh, a little appearance in the political area he did yes he did yes he did <laughs> not yes, one of his most uh, proud moments but there you go now vincent price in this got top billing um but... yeah i think that was because of uh, the playability and around the world i think because yes. nobody really knew outside of uh, of uh, Great Britain, who Kenny Everett was. No, no, and I can't. I it would be very, very interesting to see Joel and Daryl's take on this. Hmm. How do you think that would go down? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't really know. <laughs> I would, I would genuinely love to hear a sort of um, talk along with them sat there watching this. Uh, I think I actually sent Joel uh, 
a copy of it years ago because he yes. didn't believe there was a movie called Bloodbath of Thousand. He said, "You're you're you're having me. You're lying." I said, "No, nope. sir, I'm not. I'm not sure he's seen it yet, though." But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you have to kind of be in a a certain state of mind. I think. I think it does, and I, I'm sure if you had a few libations along the way. Yeah to properly numb your senses and <laughs> kind of put your brain outside well because you say, don't really need it no people say you need to switch your brain off i, I think, oh yes i think you know unplug completely is um yeah but, and, and again what people kind of forget with kenny i read first of all he was a really 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 good comedian and he also knew uh, he was very uh, uh well all of the technical stuff on his show he could Basically, do anything. Yes. And from what I've understood about people's uh, interviews with people who knew him very well, he was a very, very likable guy and very uh, down to earth. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And he had a, a good way with with uh, dealing with celebrities because it was always they. Well, the 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 ones who knew him knew that, that everything kind of all bets were off. You never yes. knew what was going to happen. And yeah. I love the sketches he has with Cliff Richard. Yes. And I sat, <laughs> la I was here, uh, the, 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 the sketches I watched this, uh, the, this week where it, it's a running gag through the whole show where poor Cliff Richard tries to play living doll. And yeah. every damn time he starts, can every, yeah, yeah. Enough of that. Yes. And at one point, you see Cliff Ridge. I laughed out loud at this, and I rewound it and watched it again. Cliff Ridge runs in and almost falls as he's sitting on the chair and rapidly starts playing. God was up a crying guy. Yeah. And then Kenny Everett just comes in and points. Yes. Up. And I almost lost it because it's perfect. And you don't, not a lot of people get to treat celebrities like Cliff Ridge. No, no. No, like I, that. No, no, I don't. You know, you know, Sir Cliff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I I think over the years it's fair to say he's become a bit of a sort of you know, quite of an easy sort of um, a, a bit of a sort of you know a bit of a he's almost become a cliche of himself really. Yes, yes, he has. And but there was a point, you know, Sir Cliff was treated as Sir Cliff Richard, and Kenny Everett just humiliated him. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, Cliff Richard loved it. Yes, oh, of course he did. Of course he did, because I don't think I think there were very few people who could get away with that. Yeah, get away with that. Now, this film has, you know, like I said, it, it it's very on the point. It doesn't sort of um, pull any punches in terms of um, the gore, because there's that no. in abundance. Um, <laughs> yeah, again with the with the Mannheim when he when he's the where he tells the story of him being a, a brilliant surgeon. Yes, and you see. You see one of his, um, uh, one of his surgeries yes. where he's just throwing Be what, what is basically, yeah, minced meat and stuff around because yes. he drops his uh, he drops his monocle. <laughs> yes, he d but the fact, but it's the sound effect. Yes, as the monocle goes in, mm -hmm. and it's the quick look around. Yeah, to see if anything noticed. Yeah, it's it, you know, and I mean, I love the fact that you know he, he sort of he talks about. Um, He's, you know, he, he when he come, when he finally he says about being this, you know, this great surgeon, mm -hmm. uh, and then he sort of said, "I'm reduced to this smart-ass paranormal research crap." Yes, it's you know, and it's such a brilliant moment, and I mean, it is a nod, of course, to the Rocky Horror Show. 
Yes, it is. And I mean, this has got loads of nods to pretty much everything in there. You've got the Rocky Horror Show. You've got the Invisible Man in here. You've got E.T. You've got Jaws. Um, You know, everything is in there. Everything. Um, It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of, I think it, it, and I seem to be saying this quite a bit. If you would try to look up the definition of cult film, hmm. um, I think this really is a true cult film in its truest sense. Because obviously, like I said, not many people know Kenny Everett outside of the UK. No. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's an insane film. It is an insane film. Yeah, and as like like we've said several times now, uh, it doesn't really make much sense. No, no. It's just like you said. It's the it's it's a bunch of sketches thinly hold together Very by thinly. a smudgeon of a story. Yes, yes. I mean, this film um, didn't make a lot of money when it came out. <laughs> no. And the company that did release it almost went bust. Yes, can't uh, imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I mean, it did eventually find its sort of its 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 home on sort of on VHS, um, and it got sort of. Um... Yeah, cause people talked about it. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, and that's kind of uh, word of mouth. Uh, a lot can be said for word of mouth but when it comes to movies like this uh word of mouth is important yes and the other thing as well um and i only found this out and then obviously we talk about this sort of um kenny everett when sort of making political statements this came out not long after he'd made an appearance at the young conservatives um conference where he called for the bombing of russia that's where the big hands came on Yes, that's what. Well, <laughs> yeah, and well, he 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 has alluded to later that that might not have been the best idea, but I think he was coaxed by producers and and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's to to kind of over exaggerate stuff, which he which he I've seen that clip on on YouTube. <laughs> it is insane. Oh, it is insane, and I think when you get somebody like Kenny Everett. Um, who, because you know, less you know, his humor is was fairly ahead of its time. Yes, was very yes. ahead of its time, and and you can sort of, you know, I mean, if all you got to do, I think a good comparison for this would be some of the scary movie films, where you get lots of different references thrown in, and I do, and I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think this is far more subtle in its film referencing than the scary movie f- uh, films. But, yeah, yeah, um, you know. Kenny Everett obviously had you, you never quite knew if when he was being serious and when he wasn't. No, I'd say that's accurate. Um, and I think it's sort of you know obviously that kind of um, that didn't help this, uh, help the release of this. Um, and of course you know it was released by probably the biggest um, British film distributor during the eight you know during this time was Thorny MI. Yeah. Um, which. My one of my earliest memories of is the Thorny MI logo um, appearing on the animated Lord of the Rings at the start of it. That's one of my earliest memories. Ah, uh, 
I think you know what I think I seem to remember that. Yeah, the Ralph. It was the Ralph Basky. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That that the I think I, I, think I have logo. it on VHS too. Yeah, the yeah. Thorny logo coming in, and the gold sticker on the on the actual bottom of the tape saying, "Please rewind." Yeah, please be kind. Rewind. Yes. Now, of course, we you know we um, we, we we bounced all over the place in this, a bit, a bit like the film actually. <laughs> What are, you know, yeah. we talked about some of the kills in this. What are the standout moments for you with this? Oh, wow. Uh, well, the, the, the Death by Can opener is <laughs> definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, that whole um, ghost sex theme is, yes. is, is yeah. And uh, and I have one, I wrote down a, a quote here that I, uh, I like the, the subtle dialogue yeah, that's not subtle at all. Here's one where the 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 guy with the big mole. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, oh, what are what is her name? The 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 brunette. Um, oh, um, oh, uh, ah, no, is it Sheila Finch? She, no, no, Sheila Finch was the was in the. Per, uh, yeah, yeah, she. That was the yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, with the with the weird with the carry reference, yes. actually. Yeah, yes. With that mom, what, what, that was uh, wasn't that. Wait, what was her name? No, Cleo Rock. Was it Cleo Rocker's character? Wasn't it? Was Cleo Rocker? Yeah, it was Cleo Rocker character. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Deborah, they're standing. Yeah, where they're standing in the kitchen and looking for food. Yes. And and he and he looks around and he lifts and he lifts up a fork and says, "Well, I guess a fork's out of the question." Yes. That's and she right. says, "Well, not necessarily, yeah. but let's have dinner first. <laughs> and you kind of think, "What?" And then, ah, By a, the key word is fork. Fork, yes, <laughs> yes, fork, yes. And I, things, I mean, lines like that, they're they're all over the movie. Like a little later, where um, Pamela Stevenson's character and uh, and Kenny Everett were the sneaking around the castle, yes. and she says, "Oh, look out! Look out! A bat!" And you think a bat yeah. will, will appear? Ah. No, there's a bat falling down, hitting him on the head. Yes, yeah. The a other baseball one. bat. Yes, people. and the other one where uh, go, when he says, uh, "Kenny Everett Carey goes, what the devil is that?" And, and, and um, Pamela Stevenson goes, "Sounds like a lot of monks exploding as the monks are just <laughs> exploding outside." Yeah, and and you think, what, 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 what the hell? So. I don't know. I mean, something that stands out. Uh, basically, everything. Yeah, and I mean, because it's... it's hard to pick one moment. There's yeah. a lightsaber fight in this movie, people. Yes, and I mean, it, it's sort of. I mean, it was. You could, you could, you could probably look at this from the point of view of it being meta before meta was meta. Yeah, uh, in a sense, you know, yes. Because you get the great line of "Strange, I thought the phones were dead." Why do you think that? <laughs> well, they usually are in a situation like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. I mean, it is just, you know, uh, like you said earlier on, oh, piss off. No, you piss off. It's just a, it's just a wonderful, wonderful, silly film. And I mean, the, the cover, the art cover work is superb. Oh, Yes. It is fantastic, and it, they actually had to change that in in, uh, in the U.S. release. They put Vincent Price on the cover because yeah. of Kenny Everett not being uh, not being uh, uh, known at all, basically. No, no. But I mean, the, the original cover with him and the hair and and 
the font bloodbath at the house of death all that ominous red the hammer yeah it's great and there is a blood there is actually a bloodbath in this because there is a tub filled with yes, yes well yes. what i what i suppose is blood yes i think that's fair to say i think yeah. that, you know i mean this is um i love how free <laughs> this film is I love the fact that they've just gone off yes. and they've just made it. They've just Completely. gone away and done whatever they've wanted to do. And nobody has sort it of... It is like... Go on. And nobody has sort of turned around and gone, um, do you think that's a bit much? What about... No, we're going with it. Okay, we're going to keep going. Okay, we're going to yeah. keep going. We're going to... Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so we're going to throw the bat at Kenny at this point. Okay. Okay, we're going to do that. Look out, look out, a bat. Doink. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and so the clones are going to come in. Why do the clones come in here? Um, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> it is an insane film. It yeah, I think you, you, you just, it's like you said, they sat down and they had a bunch of different scenes and cool kills and kind of a, a, a little bit of a plot and they thought let's start here and see where it leads yes yes a and no stops and no no boundaries because no. it's Kenny Everett so oh, yeah yeah absolutely and and out came a, a, a cool little movie that I was so happy when it was released on DVD yeah because you couldn't find it anywhere yes yeah, and I mean, so, uh... I mean, the other great moment in this, and it is so clever, it is so cleverly done, is where they're in the pub, and Kenny Everett is trying to explain the story mm. of the um, of the murders, and mm -hmm. then his monologue kind of gets sort of. Um, gets mixed in with the 12 days of Christmas. And... Yes. <laughs> and they all start... It. The scene ends with all of them singing. Yes, again. The 12 days of Christmas. Yes, which is just insane. Basically. It's just absolutely bonkers. You know, this is just... Um, it's, it's an insane film. It is an insane film, and I love it. Um and I think it's something you could probably go back to. Um, probably, it, it, I think it's not something you could come back to every single, you know, once a week or what, or, or every couple of months. I think every no, couple no, of years, no. You come back to this, and you're, you know, you um, you rediscover it, and you notice, like, and I mean, like, it's only just because you mentioned it, like all the carry references, or the, mm -hmm. the fact that there's a lightsaber fight in it. Um, yeah, because because one of the char the, the characters, uh, um, uh, uh, what? Are, uh, damn it! Um, uh, what is her name? Sheila uh, the Sheila Finch. Yes. Uh, the, the Sheila Stafel uh, character, who was actually in Quatermass and the Pit, which is uh, one of my favorites. Film. Great film. Yeah, but her mother, you 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 just see her mother in kind of like a. What would you call it? I don't know because the fact she spends most of the time walking around like with a confessional. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a confessional booth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. A, a mobile, a mobile. Yeah, yeah. And and she is insane. <laughs> she is bonkers. And then she produces produces a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. And you think, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and the then you remember, oh wait, it's Kenny Everett, and then all things fall into place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the mole for. Fuck's sake! The mole on the guy's hand is deadly because we a weird creature comes out of it and attacks. Yeah, and, and I mean, like the, fa- <laughs> the, the you know the alien reference where you get Kenny Everett sort of like you think, oh my god, what's going to happen here? Because there is a fair amount of blood there, and he just breaks wind. Yeah, which it, is just yeah. insane. It's yes. just insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean I'm not I'm not arguing. Because I watched the movie and I watched it even, I mean, I think I had this on a VHS before it was available anywhere. Yeah. I think I had it recorded on VHS of TV and, and yeah, because we used to, uh, we used to watch a a lot of, because Kenny Everett was shown over here. So we watched a lot of Kenny Everett. Yeah. So, uh, but, but I've watched this movie a good amount of uh, uh, of times. It's been a long time since the last one. I think when I bought it, and yeah. I thought I was going to watch it, and then you and I discussed maybe uh, covering it, and I thought I'm going to hold off on it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, but but still, it's a movie. Even though you don't watch it all that often, you do remember most of the stuff and then yeah. you rediscover stuff and think oh my god did they actually and yes they did yes yeah and i mean you know this is this is not subtle um don't expect <laughs> highbrow entertainment like you said you know, the, <laughs> the sudden spear the silent fart um, oh yeah the spear i forgot about yeah. that when they when they kind of make shishkabog of, of of the four the the, the, the what are the the four people in the bed and yeah, they just yeah yeah like a kebab yeah of course it's just insane it's just absolutely insane i forgot about the spear <laughs> you know is you know and, and like... there's scenes with scenes with the monks there's one scene uh, i read this the, the, the on imdb they put it down as a goof but it's not a goof because no, it's, it's intentional. He walks in uh, in a room with a kind of short-handled axe. Yes. And he walks, and immediately he comes out with a big kind of machete-looking knife. Yes. And, yeah. and they said, "Oh, that was a goof." No, it's no, not. No, it's, it's intentional. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, like, there's a <laughs> the other line I love is Vincent Price's line where he says about um, when they said, "How will we recognize our master?" Uh, and he says, "Well, you'll know him when you see him." Stupid. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. It's like, yeah, but but okay. Yeah. And the, yeah, and and the and the what makes this even better? Who's the person he says this to? Well, it's oh, it's the blind man. Yeah, of course it is. Graham, of course it is. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. You know, it I... is. Utterly insane. Yeah, and the fact that Kenny Everett is fly is undone the entire time he's in this film. <laughs> yes, and he kind of looks. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. Yes, it's you know, and I mean, you can clearly see everybody is really, really, really enjoying themselves. They uh, must have. You know, and 
it, like I said, it's just they were clearly given a fair amount of money to make this film. They went away and they did whatever they wanted to, and they turned in, they turned a film in. Yeah, they did. But it's, um, yeah, it, it, it they definitely turned in the bloodbath at the house of death, which is, <laughs> which is insane. Which is just, it's just insane. And I love it. It's a great, great film. Now. Oh, wait, I'm bringing, let's see, on the trivia. When uh, when Michael uh, when Michael McIntyre met Billy Connolly, yeah. the husband of Pamela Stevenson, Michael brought up this film. To yes. which Billy simply responded, well, Pamela's been in a sh- lot of shit movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Billy Connolly for you. And he was on the Kenny Everett show. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you know. I mean, when you look at like some of the, I mean, it's. I think it's fair to say that she has been in a lot of shit films. Well, um, well, yeah, yeah. She's also, you know, like I said, she was in, you know, the History of the World Part One. Yes. Um, she was in Superman Three. Hmm. Um, she was in an episode of Columbo. Yeah. Um, an episode of Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Yeah. See, I love Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Well, I'm not going to argue. I, I need to watch it again. so do I. I need to watch it again because I have not seen it for a very, very, very long time. Uh, the, the, uh, oh, damn it. Uh, Dawn to Davenport, where, uh, where uh, yes. Allison, Allison and Drew, her husband, and uh, they, they covered the pilot and the second episode, I think, of the first season. Uh, right. Of Space 1999, which was a good episode. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that show. It's a great show. It is a great show. It's a great show. The other so one that's I, one I, of I, the good I, things she's been in. That's that's uh, something of the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I really like um, Blake as well. Um, oh, um, uh, See, I'm going to let you hang there because I love that show. Yeah, it's a great show. And I love Blake it. Se- it's Blake 7. Blake 7. I need to what, Blake. what was the name of the ship? What was the name of the ship? Oh, you're killing me now. Um, I know. Ah, oh, put me on the spot. It starts with an L. Oh, damn you, Peter. Liberator. Yes. It was Liberator. Yes. <laughs> put me all right. You know, and I mean, like, when you I, look at, like... The, I have the whole show series on DVD. It's, it's just... It's so cynical. Yeah, and it's it's dark, and it's very... It's, uh, back in the day, you, you, a lot of shows came out, and, and I love that it came out of the UK, and a lot of them were low budget, but the stories. Well, that's the one thing that sort of so good. Yeah, that's the one thing that kind of sort of you can forgive the the tinfoil sets and yes, the, you know the the, the, the the not so subtle special effects, and it's the same way when you look at mm-hmm. like, the early some of the earlier Doctor Who stuff. You know, oh, definitely. You know, particularly during like you know uh, when you got Baker and Pertwee and those you know th- that kind of era. Th- you know, the... yeah, the the robot and the, the first uh, when uh, Tom Baker was first when he was first introduced, the first series was yes. a robot and it looks like shit, but mm. the, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, and I think in the same way, it's the same with this film. Yes, you, exactly. You, it's sort of it, it's born out of um, a let's just get this done. We're gonna you know we're gonna throw as many gags as we can at it. Some of them are really really high quality, some of them not so much. And let's see what comes at the <laughs> other end. And yeah, I, and it basically like like his show. 
Yes, completely. Because he threw he threw everything into it, and it's like let's see what works. Yeah, and I think he. Uh, and I think I think that's the one thing people do forget about his show is that you know the gag ratio in the show was massive. Not everything always stuck, but no. when it did, what, it, oh, yes, you know, it, it, you know when he when it's when he swung and he connected, it, it made a big impact. And yeah, the, the names he came up with the characters. They, oh. I mean, Sid's not a gizzard puke. You re- the the fact that you remember that thirty years after, yes, is amazing. Yes, and Sid's not, and his ever his the the running gag with him where he he tries to throw a cigarette into his mouth and he f- fails all the time except I think once where he actually managed to throw a cigarette into his mouth. Yes, and it was not supposed to happen, and everybody like just broke down on the set laughing yeah because he, yeah. he didn't know what to do with that <laughs> no he doesn't no he doesn't but it's it's such you know he kenny everett is such he's a force of nature he is a yes, force of is. nature and you can feel that from the second that he appears in this uh from the fact that he keeps forgetting that he's which leg to limp on um just how ridiculously over the top his character is how everybody just goes along with it yeah nobody in this film is holding anything back. And no, because if they if they had done that, it wouldn't have worked. No, no, not at all. And this this we wouldn't have been talking about this movie right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we sort of uh, wrap this one up, um is there anything Do we have a missed? joke to tell? Oh J- Peter, over to you. We we teased out Yes. The joke that got him fired from BBC Radio 2. Yes. Hang on to your hats, people. Or wigs, or whatever. <laughs> when England was a kingdom, we had a king. When we were an empire, we had an emperor. Now we're a country, and we have <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> and that is just brilliance. Hey, thank you all. <laughs> And if people don't know what he means by that. Yes. Go ask an yes. adult. Yeah. Go ask an adult. Um, is there anything that we've missed on this one? Because it's just. Well, I think we missed a lot, but I can't remember because yeah. there's so much. And I have to go back and watch it again uh, at a later time because I don't have time right now. Yes. But it is, like I said at the start of this movie. I wrote down in the middle the the important word silly, and then I just spread the the, the different notes across the paper because that's yes. what this movie is. And I forgot how much I loved it. There's not a dead second in this movie because no, he won't allow he no. won't allow you to be bored. And it's no. childish, yes. It's over the top, yes. It is childish again, yes, sir. And it's bloody, it's gory, and I I love this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, my friend. How do you score this? I have no idea. <laughs> cuz if you go, if you go by uh the movie as uh, as a movie? Yeah. It's kind of low. Yes. And yet not. Very very but true. But if you go by inter yeah, but if you go by entertainment value, it's it's it is. Oh wow! Can I go? Can I can I say ten? 
if you go if, no, if, if we're judging this purely on entertainment value and you know this is not um you know this is not um Lawrence of Arabia this is not uh you can't go into this expecting uh any kind of highbrow um at all at all this is a film that it, that is just it wears its gory silly slapsticky kitsch high camp part on its sleeve and it's all the better for it and yeah and if you if if you if you're a fan of ken everett like you and uh, you and i are both yes. uh you you can't not like this movie absolutely absolutely because this this is it is Kenny Everett through and through. And yes, I. you know what? Screw it. I'm going 10 for pure entertainment value and also nostalgic value because yes. it's Kenny Everett. It is a 10. Do you know what? Movie-wise, movie for the fact that it makes no sense <laughs> and it looks like it's put together like they forgot which order the reels were supposed to go. Yes, there is that. Yeah, you have, that would be a, no, a low score, but Again, it, it kind of lends to the movie, which again goes back to the 10. Absolutely. And I think I, I totally agree with you. Uh, if it's entertainment value, this is a 10. Um, yes. I think as a film, uh, it's about a four. <laughs> yes. But, you know, but that but is funny it. in itself. Yes. Yeah, but that's it. funny in itself. Ignore it completely and just go along for the ride. Just go along for the ride. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure Kenny Everett, to some extent, wanted it to be. Oh, and guaranteed, like guaranteed, that. absolutely. Because if you, if absolutely. you see the way he made his shows, yes, and uh, a lot of them were were kind of gags with uh, with how you you sh- you shot the show. Yeah, yeah, completely. Uh, yeah, and how you could fail with it, and you never really knew if if he was serious or kidding or not. Well, he walked a very, very fine line. Yes, a very fine line, and sometimes it got him into trouble. Uh-huh. Sometimes it made him a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it it, it brought good. him into constant conflict. With he was the... good friends with Freddie Mercury. For yeah, sake. yeah. Can you imagine that conversation? Oh, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall for that. Oh my God! Oh, oh go, arriving at that sort of that, that house party where there's Freddie Mercury there with Cleo Rocco and Pamela Stevenson and Billy Connolly and Barry Cryer, just just all these sort of just genu- uh-huh. just sort of larger than life personalities. And you then know. you have that little little person, Kenny Everett, yes, who uh, he's missed. I, I'm, I, I. Uh, I because I think he would have he would have loved today's society and political yes, climate. Absolutely, and he would have thrived in this. <laughs> and and allowing him, letting him loose on on social media. Yes. Oh my God! Can you imagine? You know, it, it, or taking his format onto YouTube or somewhere like you know, somewhere that allowed him to be able to just do what he wanted, what he what he couldn't do on the BBC. Uh, you know, I mean, ITV gave him a lot of rope, but. Um, you know, it's um, now. I think you know. I think lots of people have said this about him: is that he was ahead of his time. Yeah, he was very, very much ahead of his time, and not everybody got him. Not everybody tried to get him. No, um, we did. We. I absolutely loved. I just loved Kenny Everett. I just thought he was just. 
He was hilarious. Yeah, oh, loved uh, loved him as a kid. I uh, loved him as a as yeah. a teen, and I, I I love him now. Well, when you're younger, you get all you know. You you love him from the point of view that he, you know he's you're watching something that you shouldn't. You know. Yeah, because a lot like uh, like that angry, uh, well dressed man with the bowler hat and the umbrella who was always kind of. He's angry at everything. Yes, and he hits the camera and he hits the 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 the, the microphone bar and and yeah. everything, and then he turns around yes. and walks away. And it, the suit is is only kind of on him in the front. Yes, because when he turns around, you see he's well, he's not naked. He's not wearing a suit, but he's wearing lingerie. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, 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 yeah, and the way. Cupid, uh, oh, what was her name? Cupid's, oh, what was it? Cupid stunt, right? Yes, Cupid stunt. Yes. Yeah, the way where she kind of uncrosses her leg. Yes. Well, I say her. It's Kenny yes. Everett with yeah, a yeah, beard, yeah. and he's yeah. not doing anything to hide it. No. Nope. The uncrossing of the legs and and uh, it, 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 yeah. See, just amazing. It, just a, the man was a you know a true genius in the in, yeah, in the truest like sense. Absolutely. <laughs> And I would, I get why people were certain where when you uh, that certain people might not find him yes. funny or yes. or because he he like you said he wrote he wrote that line. So, yes. but uh, if you're on the right side of, of it, tea. no, exactly. But if you enjoy that cup of tea, oh, oh man, you're in drink for a, up. Yes, <laughs> drink up. So, Peter, my friend, we come to the end of another journey hmm. into. Into the obscure. We do seem to land there a lot, don't yes, we? Yes. Yeah. I, I, apparently, I might be getting charged rent if I spend any more time there. So, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> well spent money. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. As always, my friend, can you tell the good people where they can find you? Yes. They can go to uh, Retro Movie Geek. Uh, if And at the moment, we're uh, in a bit of a. Uh, therapeutical yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, theme because uh, yeah. where we I'm not sure when this will release but at the moment we're all in this uh, in, in the hands of the, the coronavirus yes we are so so Daryl thought it would be fun yeah. and therapeutical to do a lot of movies with a virus theme so that's where we are at the moment fair enough Yes. Fair enough. Exercising so the demons. That's uh, that's what he said. Yes. 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 So that's what we were doing there, and people can go back to Forgotten Flicks and listen to some of our old stuff. Yeah. And they can also, even though it's on the Retro Movie Geek site, but it has a different feed. Yeah. You can go and listen to uh, Terror on the Tube. Yes, so I love the Terror the... on the Tube stuff. It's great. Oh, thank you. Oh, love then you love then you love the movie we're covering. Uh, well, we're recording it tomorrow, so I'm going to watch it later today. It's Sorry. called The Demon Murder Case. Ah, nice. I'm not coming across a, that one. From 83, I think. Well, well, it's, on, it's on YouTube. Oh, we'll so, have to uh, dig it out. I'll have to dig it out now and watch that. So, Peter, my friend, as always, thank you so much for being on. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Thank it you, man. definitely my pleasure. Thank you. I don't think there's anybody else who we could discuss... Um, Discuss Bloodbath House of Death. No, I think uh, there's not many of us. No. Like when we talked about Oblivion, Oblivion and yes. Oblivion to Backlash. Yes. Not many people would have uh, joined us for that. Do you I know think. what, though? Um, 
I am amazed at the uh, how many people though have commented and how much they enjoy those movies. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, nice. it, it amazed me. Amazed me. So we are we are doing a public service. But well, that goes without saying. Absolutely. So my. So friend, now everybody go back. Go now everyone will go back and watch Kenny Bread. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you, my friend, once more. I make sure you stay safe. And everybody I in the will. family is safe and sound. And you so take far. care. And I will speak to you soon. I will be here waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, my friend. You too, man. As always, I want to give a big thank you to Peter for being on. And I, he's just fabulous to have on the show. I absolutely love having him as a co-host. Um, so now it's time for What the Wookie Watched. And at first, we have got Chopping Mall from 1986. Let's check out the trailer. Paul has a new security system. Completely mobile, user-friendly, and absolutely fail-safe. But something is going wrong. things out there. Is a trailer, ladies and gentlemen, and of course that was the trailer for Chopping Mall from 1986. Um, it was directed by Jim Wernoski. Uh, it was written by Jim Wernoski, starred the one and only Kelly Maroney, uh, Tony O'Dell, Russell Todd, Carrie Emerson, the legendary Barbara Crampton, Nick Siegel, uh, John Tuleski, Susie Slater. Uh, there's cameos in this from lots of uh, Roger Corman alumni, of course, because uh, obviously Mr. Corman was involved in the uh, on the production as, as a producer on this side. Um, it had Paul Bartel, uh, Mary Warnov, uh, the wonderful Dick Miller, um, uh, Garrett Graham appears in this. This is completely bonkers. It is silly beyond belief. However. It's really good. 
it's really really good it's a lot of fun um the robotics security guards are like a combination of the um the robots from short circuit um and the sort of cylons with their little ready thing at the front and the uh, robots from the smash adverts here in the uk um they're terrible they're awful but they work so so well this film is very silly it follows the exploits of a group of young people who work at a shopping mall but they stay behind late to party in one of the stores and then a bolt of lightning strikes the central computer and the robots go bonkers um this is great fun um it's got kelly baroni of course uh from um um oh my god i can't believe i've totally blanked to this from fast times of Richmond high night of the comets ryan hope she appeared in uh, she had a brief cameo in true blood recently um great actress great great actress and of course you get barbara crampton as well what more could you ask so what would i give this one I'm going to give this a 7.5 and definitely should go check it out. It is available on, um, I think, Amazon Prime. It is available on Amazon Prime, um, but it is most certainly available on Shudder if you've got a subscription. So it's well worth checking it out. Okay, up next on What the Wookiee Watched, we have got a documentary, which is Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau from 2014. Let's check out the trailer. We just thought that Richard Stanley doing Island of Dr. Moreau was one of the most exciting projects we'd heard of in a while. This is gonna be a huge project and this is gonna propel Richard Stanley into the superstardom that he deserves as an auteur. It was a script we were extremely confident in that we thought would be some sort of milestone in the genre. New Line tried in different ways to contain the material. I wasn't particularly enthusiastic about the project, frankly. There was some lunatic movie that's known as one of the worst films ever made. Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer were there to mess with the film as much as possible. I've dealt with some very, very difficult actors in my life, but I have never, ever dealt with somebody like Marlon Brando. He wanted an ice bucket on top of his head. He'd covered himself in white paint. I think that's how the whole mini-me thing developed, of Marlon ad adopting this little guy. It doesn't matter who directs it. It's not, it's not, it's not about the vision, it's, a, you know, it's about the story. Did you hear about, oh my God, the, the Richard Stanley climbed into a tree today, it wouldn't come down. He was living and breathing Moreau, and then literally just have that murdered. I think he probably went a bit mad. I think once that rumor started that Richard Stanley was in the background, that I think that just grew into Richard Stanley then wanting to sabotage the shoot. As it went on, it descended into more and more kind of madness. I knew that this was gonna be totally insane and that we were going to be hugely lucky if we just finished a film with a beginning, a middle and an end. Knowing that the odds were stacked against me, I resorted to witchcraft. I've often wondered what happened to Richard Stanley. Okay, that was the trailer for Lost Soul. 
The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Monroe. Moreau. Moreau? Monroe. Moreau. Moreau. Yes, that's right. I'm shattered. You've got to bear with me on this one. Okay, this came out in 2014. It's available on uh, Shudder. Um, of course, you've got Richard Stanley on this. You've got people who are involved in the film. And it basically chronicles the disastrous production of um, Island Dr. Moreau, uh, which starred Val Kilmer and, of course, Marlon Brando. This is fascinating. It is like watching, um, you, it's like one of those sort of um, programs where you, you, the car accident kind of program where you see it come in and you just get to see, you know, how this, this film could have been absolutely superb, um, but yet completely hindered by weather, by temper tantrums on set, com- uh, creative, you know, bad creative decisions. It's, it, honestly, this is absolutely superb. Um um, Richard Stanley's a fascinating character. Of course, we covered uh, Hardware uh, recently. This is well worth a look. Um, and um, m- I may go back and revisit The Island of Dr. Moreau. I may have to. I may have to. I don't know. I may have to fortify myself before I do it, but I will. Um, what would I give this one? For me, this is a this is like this is an 8 out of 10. It's absolutely fascinating. Like I said, it's on Shudder, so definitely go and check that out. So, ladies and gentlemen, our time has come to an end. Now, before I go, remember, wash your hands, stay indoors, don't go out unless you absolutely have to, stay safe, look after each other, and in the immortal words of Count Dracula, good night out there, whatever you are. Thank you.